This talk was recorded by Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church, as a part of the 2021 Summer Training Project. For more information on Summer Training Project or Canvas Outreach Minneapolis, visit cominneapolis.org. Give me one second as I flip here. Um, so basically, I want to start with a little story. Um, when I was 19, you can throw the picture up. There I am. How many of you in this room are 19? 19, 20. Hey, I'm getting there, bro. Relax. 19, 20, right around there? Okay. This is me when I was your age, okay? I had this great idea. On spring break, let's drive straight to Arizona and hike the Grand Canyon. So these are two of my really good friends. We got in the car, drove 24 hours straight, and decided to hike the Grand Canyon. This is us when we got there, like this is incredible. Next picture. So you can kind of see the picture. This isn't even exactly looking down. Also, totally like idiots, right? Like. Let's just be honest, like we're all wearing bandanas, matching shirts, shorts, and we thought that was totally cool. It wasn't. But it was awesome, right? So we like didn't have much of a plan. So we each have a backpack. One of us has one blanket. One of us has a backpack full of water. And then one of us had a backpack full of bread and peanut butter and jelly. That's our plan. We're gonna tackle the Grand King, okay? Next slide. Uh, you can't really see in this sign, or this, there's a sign behind us, and it says Bright Angel Trail. Basically on the southern rim of the Grand Canyon, there's a trail called the Bright Angel Trail. Now, if we would have researched it, we would have known that this is like the longest trail you can take. It's not like the hardest, but it has the most switchbacks, and is by far the longest. So, it's kind of like the easiest one to take, but also, by far the most mileage. So it's not like very steep, you're just going zigzagging back and forth the whole way down. Um, of course, we didn't know that. It's like, first trail, let's jump on it, right? That's what we did. Next slide. We also didn't realize that in the Grand Canyon, you're in the desert. Does anyone know how cold it gets in the desert at night? Yes. It was like 39 degrees. We had sweatshirts and one blanket. That's it. Also, we didn't plan, we didn't know you had to get a reservation years in advance to stay in the Grand Canyon. We begged a park ranger to allow us to stay because, and the only reason he let us stay down there is because we didn't have equipment to hike in the dark to get back up. So we get to like this camp, and by the way, this isn't even all the way down. This is like halfway down on Bright Angel Trail where they have a camp set up. And we were just jacked. He's like, you guys have your camp stuff? We're like, yeah, totally. Like, look at our bag, we're ready. He's like, hey, you know too, like, this is a national park, which means no campfires. And we're like, what? Like, you can't have a fire? Are you kidding me? How are we gonna stay warm? Anyways, we woke up the next day, we hiked to the end of this point, this lookout. It was beautiful, but it added like another five miles there, five miles back. Hiked all the way down, and we're like, why are all these old people already heading up? Like, it's like six, and like we woke up at five when the sun came up, because we were freezing. Um, 
So we swam in the river and we passed out on hot rocks at like the bottom of, cause it was like hot. It was like, we were like lizards. Like it just felt good to like in the sun on a rock and we slept for a couple hours. And again, then we started heading up and we're like cruising by people. We're like, eat my dust. Like you have no idea what you're doing. Um, we get like halfway and we've, by this point we calculated it. I think we had hiked like 25 miles we didn't really sleep because we drove straight there 24 hours. And by this point also water's running out, food's running out, and we're like hating each other, right? <laughs> um, anyways, we get to the, the top. We had an incredible story to tell. And the reason I start with this story is because we had an incredible trip. And at the same time, we were not prepared for this trip. So as I think about you guys for this summer, I want you guys to have an incredible summer, and at the same time, I want you to be prepared for this summer. So kind of my goal for tonight is to introduce our theme to get you excited about this summer, and then give you a few thoughts that'll help prepare you for this summer. So with that said, let's pray, and then we're gonna go really quick. God, I'm thankful for this room. I'm excited for the work you're gonna do. God, I pray you'd be with us. Would you be preparing our hearts and help us as we Think about what it means this summer, even the book we're studying. Even as we look to you, would you get us excited? Would you prepare our hearts? We pray in your name, Jesus. Amen. So this summer, we're actually going to study the book of Philippians. So if you didn't know that, we're studying Philippians. So every day, we're going to work through a passage of the Bible. We're going to talk more what that looks like. And our theme this summer is gain. So that's your sticker. This is the logo. We're going to have a banner that comes any day hanging, and it's going to be awesome. So, what I want to do is spend a few minutes looking at the, um, the actual theme verse for this summer. So, gain comes out of Philippians. So, if you have your Bible, go to Philippians chapter 3. And we're going to spend a few minutes looking at verses 7 and 8. Yeah, and they're on the first page of the notebook if you don't have your Bible. Also, if you guys want to take notes, there's a section on page 9 to take notes. And this is going to be pretty quick, so there might not be a ton to say or take notes. But Alright, so Philippians 3, 7 and 8 says this. But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So we see gain pops up a couple different times, and I just want to spend a few minutes just starting to introduce this theme. So a few things I just want to highlight. So the verse starts with a but. So it says, but whatever gain I had. A little nugget. Anytime there's a but, a for, a therefore, a so, what that means is you should go back. Because he says, but whatever gain I had. He also says had, which is past tense. So you're thinking, what in the world is Paul trying to communicate? Um, so we need to go back. So thankfully in the, the two verses previous, or three verses previous, he says this. So he says, whatever gain I had, and this is what he's talking about. So he says in verse 4, starting verse 4, Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also, if anyone else 
thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised in the eighth day, of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church, as to righteousness under the law, blameless. So, if we think about what does Paul mean, like whatever gain I had, Paul is listing essentially the things, we don't really use the language of confidence in the flesh. Like, that's not a term, it's like, hey, what's your confidence in the flesh today, right? Um, but basically, Paul here is saying, like, what is he trusting or hoping in before he was a Christian? And this is what he would be looking towards. And essentially, this list doesn't make, like, a whole ton of sense to us, and we're not going to spend a ton of time unpacking this list. But Paul is essentially saying, I was a Jew, and it meant a big deal to be a Jew. Not only was I a Jew, I was from the tribe of Benjamin, which was like the elite tribe of the Jews. Not only that, I was a Pharisee. So within this elite tribe, within the Jewish party, I was a Pharisee, um, persecutor of the church. I did things the way I should. Like this would be what Paul would brag about, right? Um, and again, it doesn't quite translate culturally to us, but these would be a big deal for Paul that he had confidence in the flesh. So next slide. But he contrasts this. He says, but whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. So what I want you guys to see here is this is what happens with any conversion story. Everything flips. The things we were hoping and trusting in become nothing in comparison to Christ. The things we used to look to for our identity, the things that define us, are nothing in comparison to Christ. And that's what Paul's saying. Whatever gain I had before Christ, I counted loss for the sake of Christ. And that was his list. And I just wonder, like, at some point this summer, that's a good question for you guys to ask. Like, what was your gain you had before Christ? What were you hoping and trusting in before Christ? That's a good question to talk about in your room or with people around you. Like, what would that be for you? My guess is it won't be Paul's spiritual resume, but what would that be for you guys? Um, did all of us have this same story. We had gain before Christ, and now we count it as loss for the sake of Christ. Then he goes on to verse 8. Next slide. He says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. So I highlighted the yellow and the green there just to, so you guys can see. It's similar wording and phrasing. Count everything as loss, loss of all things and count them as rubbish. And then surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord is another way of saying gain Christ. So the, the thing I want you to see too in verse 8 is now does Paul moves from past tense to present tense. So Paul said in verse 7, the things I was trusting in I count as loss. Now in verse 8 he says, I count everything as loss. This is current present tense because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. So all of us, or most of us in this room, have a conversion story. Things we were trusting and hoping in before Christ. But now what Paul's saying is, even now I count everything as lost because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. And then at the very end, that I may gain Christ. And this is what we're kind of after as we think about this summer. We want you guys to gain Christ. We want you guys to see the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. Like, I just wonder, even as I say that, like, do you believe that? Like, Paul's writing in the present tense now. What about you? Like, 
what is, would you say there's surpassing worth in knowing Christ Jesus, your, your Lord? Um, that it's worth gaining Christ. And I wonder what that would mean for you guys. And in the next couple of days, we're going to reflect more on some questions like this. But this is why we chose this as our theme verse this summer, because this is what we want for you guys. We want to gain Christ this summer. This is what I want for myself. Like, I want to continue to grow in this surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Um, so, this is our theme for the summer, and I hope that even in this little bit of time for this, it gets you excited to gain Christ. It gets you excited about this summer, because when we say gain for this summer, this is the idea we're after. The idea of gaining more of Christ, the idea of growing more in Christ, the idea of unpacking the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. And that's what we're going to do in all of our trainings. That's what we're going to do this summer as we study the Bible, is looking to gain Christ together. Um, so... This was hopefully to get you excited about the summer. This second thing, and where I'm going to end, is to prepare you for the summer, right? I wasn't prepared for the Grand Canyon, despite what you think with my one backpack and bandana. Um, but here's just a seven things I just want to prepare you or set expectations for this summer. And a lot of these things I don't think are going to surprise you, but I just want to say them from the front. So number one, you're going to meet new people. Like... Many of you walked into this room and maybe knew a handful of people. And you're kind of thrown into this environment where it's like, in a week, you're going to know pretty much everybody. And you're, some of you are like, you're crazy. And I'm like, no, you're not. Because you're going to be living, we're going to be eating together, a lot of things happen together. And I'm just going to prepare you. You're going to meet new people. And I would encourage you, for some of you, that could feel very uncomfortable. But just know that for everyone in this room, no one, even staff, probably knows everybody in this room. So take advantage of the first week where it's like, hey, I don't think I've met you, or hey, I forgot your name. Like, that is totally appropriate as the summer goes on to say, hey, I forgot your name. What's your name? Like, help me out. What school do you go to again? Totally blank. Like, help me. That's totally fine. Like, you guys have a pass. I'll say for at least the first two weeks to do that. Um, so I would just encourage you to step out of your comfort zone and meet new people. Um, as I think back to my project experience, uh, I have so many lasting friendships that came out of the summer with people going into it I never knew. And now they're some of my best friends. Number two, we want you to be honest and real. So when I say this, uh, a couple things. One, uh, honesty and trust like don't happen right away, right? It takes time. But what I'm asking you to do is kind of like step out in faith because we're going to put you in environments that we're looking to cultivate deeper relationships, maybe faster than normal. Like, at points this summer, you're gonna have discussion with your room, and that might kind of feel uncomfortable, but I'm just asking you to trust us, and as best you can, be open and honest. And I would also say, 80% of you are from Northwestern and Bethel. I graduated from Northwestern, and there's kind of a vibe at Northwestern and Bethel that everyone walks around with a smile, like I'm good, I have it all together. But the reality is we all know that's just not true, right? Um, and so what I really want us to do is kind of like take down the veil a little bit that says we're all good, we're all together, we're happy, put on the smile. Especially with the people in your room and trusted relationships this summer, we really want to cultivate being honest and being real. And I just want you to say like that's totally fine no matter where you're coming in today. Like, some of you might have had the worst two weeks leading up to this. That's totally fine. Some of you right now might feel like you're not where you want to be with God. And we're really glad you guys are here. And some of you might have had the best two weeks of your life. 
And that's awesome. Like, we're so glad you guys are here all throughout that spectrum. And we just want you to be honest about where you're at and where you're coming in. And actually, in a couple days, we're going to give you guys some space to kind of journal and think through that. So um, we're going to study the Bible regularly and deeper maybe than you ever have. So uh, we're going to study the Bible almost daily together. Um, And this is a super powerful thing as the summer goes on. So we're going to have a Bible study calendar. We're going to encourage you to wake up with your room or other people or staff and to study the Bible. And I say that because I just want you to know if a staff or if your room leader or a team leader or if anyone this summer asks you to study the Bible, this is a very normal thing down here. So don't feel overwhelmed by that. Be excited about that. Like even if you're like, gosh, I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, like we're doing it together. Like this isn't like someone's like the master PhD that's like come to me and I'll give you the way. We're entering this thing together. Like that's one of the best things about studying the Bible together is that there's two people, two brains, two different ways of thinking about stuff coming together to see the Bible, to see more of Jesus together. So, and we're going to teach you guys ways to study the Bible this summer. So, that, again, might feel daunting, but we just want to set up from the front to say, this is going to be a normal thing. Like, you're going to wake up and walk out of your room, and there's going to be 75 people under the tent and spread out, eating breakfast and studying the Bible together. And I would just say, again, if that's uncomfortable for you, I would just say, as best you can, just try it. Try it for this summer. Like, see what happens. Like, um, again, my first summer doing this, I was like, wow, I've never done this this regularly, especially with people. And it helped me build a foundation that's helped me even now today. Um, Number four, share your faith. So we're going to help teach you guys not only how to share your faith, but encourage you to do it, especially at work, especially in relationships you have and in other contexts. But we're going to help you guys learn how to do that. Work heartily. And when I say work heartily, tomorrow we're going to have a little bit of jobs perspective, so I'm not going to spend a ton of time here. But we really want you guys to work hard when most of you are at Walmart. Not only as a testimony to our ministry and to Christ, but um, again, we're going to say more about this tomorrow, so I hesitate to go into detail, but um, there's something about your work ethic that testifies to who you are, what you trust in, what you hope in. Um, So we're not just working hard for the sake of working hard. We're actually working hard because part of it is we have great relationships with Walmart that love our students, and they always ask, what's different about this group? And we have years of relationships with the same people that work at these stores. And you guys are going to get to experience that. Um, Number six, engage in the trainings. Um, So we have a lot of different trainings scheduled for you guys this summer. um, And we're really excited about it. At the same time, we kind of describe it as staff as you're drinking from a fire hydrant. Which means you might have your mouth open and you're just trying to catch as much as you can, right? And that's the idea, but the hope would be that you engage as best you can. So I would encourage you, bring your Bible, bring your notebook, bring a pen. If it's not normal for you to like take notes, try taking notes. Like it's going to help you engage. Or think of one thing that's stuck out in the talk you want to think more about. Or one question you want to ask someone following the talk. But to really maximize this summer, we really want you to engage the trainings. Engage what we're after. Engage the things we're doing. And then number seven, have fun. This summer, we're also going to do like a ton of stuff that is kind of dumb and crazy, but a lot of fun. Like, you will probably spend, I don't even know how much time at Goodwill picking out a ridiculous costume, but we're going to ask that you guys dress up for things. 
And again, it might feel like, who does this? Like, we're really going to dress up as pirates? Which the staff did. We rented a pirate ship and dressed up like pirates. Ask us about it. It was incredible. Um, but we're going to have a lot of fun this summer. We're going to do something called the Low Country Boil. We're going to do something called the Boat Social. We're going to do something called Synchronized Swimming. And all these things are going to be a ton of fun together. Um, and again, I just want to prepare you because... It's okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh at yourself and not take yourself so seriously. Like, all of us in the COVID season, I think that's what happened, right? Like, everything was on Zoom, and now we're going to be together for summer, and we're going to have fun while we're doing it. So, everything we're going to do, we're going to have a good time, and we're going to have fun. So, these are my seven things I want to prepare you and give you uh, help with expectations for this summer. So, um, let me pray, and then we'll be done. God, uh, I am thankful for this room. Um, I'm thankful for the ways you're going to be at work this summer. Um, God, would you be at work in our hearts? Would you prepare us for the work you're going to do? God, I pray that we could be real and open and honest with where we're at. Um, and God, I pray that you'd help us to engage the trainings. I help, pray you'd help us to meet new people. I pray you'd help us to study the Bible. I pray you'd help us to work heartily. I pray you'd help us with all these things so that we could say, this was an incredible summer and I got to gain Christ. And God, I pray that even now as we move to worship and sing, that we would see more of you. And would this be a kicking off of the summer as we praise and worship and we pray in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this message from the 2021 Summer Training Project, hosted by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the College Ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church. Please feel free to share this message with others, but please don't charge, edit, or alter the content in any way without the written permission of Campus Outreach Minneapolis.